So we have three types. The first one where you're talking about, about a party in the event. Oh, that one I don't teach at all. You at dance. all, I perform. Because the girls are coming, as you said, in belly dance costumes and everybody wants to show off. The second type is the fun class I was just telling you about, mm -hmm. where I do the cueing, mm -hmm. but I'm still playing one song after the other. Hello everyone, you're listening to the Belly Dance Live podcast. I'm your host, Jana Komarnitska, and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about belly dance art form. Plus, I really love like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Jelena and Ballad Dance Evolution are back, taking their show and programs across the globe. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast sharing how much their experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Audition for Jelena's latest production and join Jungle Book cast. All details at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. Every day in Cairo, I discover something new. And one of my recent discoveries was amazing Egyptian teacher Passant, a self-taught Egyptian belly dance teacher, choreographer and ladies-only performer. She has fiercely joined the world of dance, not knowing that it would become her ultimate passion in life. Having a great experience by attending classes and connecting with star dancers, she managed to have her own attractive style mastering all types of this art and aiming to teach women who think they can't dance. In this episode we talked about different kinds of belly dance classes in Cairo because there is a whole field, the whole industry of teaching classes in gym and even there they vary in different styles so every class will have sort of different approach and different direction and we discussed all sorts of classes that happen in Egypt for Egyptian ladies by Egyptian teachers and some other belly dancers too. We also discussed the popularity of belly dance classes at gyms and how it was evolving because this is not a new thing but now it's really booming and really goes uh, into its full growth. We also talked about benefits of belly dancing and we discussed the differences between Egyptian uh, dancers or Egyptian women studying belly dance and foreign dancers, teachers and students. We uh, talked about Passan's experience of teaching belly dance to Egyptians as well as to foreign students and we also talked about uh, differences in how belly dance evolved and specifically the teaching aspect of belly dance evolved in Egypt and outside of Egypt and of course we also talked about the influence of dance festivals. Passant shared her own experience of how she found out about dance festivals and attended some and we discussed in general like, the differences of industry, belly dance industry that is presented in the festival world um, around different countries and what is happening here in Egypt. 
This was also a very special interview for me, not only because I was really happy to meet such a beautiful uh, person and such a talented teacher and dancer, and I had the pleasure attending her classes, which I highly recommend whenever you're in Cairo, uh, go and uh, contact Pasan to see what's her schedule, where she's teaching next, and drop by. That was really fun and cool, and I'm looking forward to see even more classes with her. But it also was special because uh, we did a video version of it. This is the first time that I do this interview, not only in audio, but in video. So if you want to not only listen to us, but to go and watch us, you can do it on YouTube. I will include the link, direct link to the video in the show notes. So if you're someone who prefers to sort of see, not only listen, not only hear, you can pause at this moment and right away click, uh, uh, go to the show notes and find the link to go to the video version of this conversation. But if you are possibly listening to this on the run, or just prefer to do something else uh, while listening, or maybe just want to close your eyes, lay in bed and listen to us talking, then stay right here uh, on the uh, podcast. And uh, I would also very be very happy if you can support the project by sharing this episode with your friends. You can send it in direct message, maybe to one dance friend that you know would enjoy this conversation, or maybe screenshot and post on your social media, on stories, tag me, tag our guest. We always like uh, seeing who is listening and maybe share some takeaways. I hope you will enjoy this episode. I enjoyed it a lot and I can't wait to share it with you. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends, and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes, or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free. Hello, dear Passant. Hello. Welcome to the Belly Dance Life podcast. I am really excited to talk to you today and something tells me it's going to be very, very interesting conversation, very unusual. So thank you for agreeing to participate on the project. <laughs> thank you so much for having me and uh, such a pleasure. And uh, this is actually my second ever interview about uh, belly dance. So I'm super excited. It's the first live one also. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are doing a video version. So yeah. for everyone is listening right now on the regular podcast channels, you can go to YouTube and see us live like talking uh, on the video. I typically start every interview with the very beginning of dance story. And I know for you, dance was part of your life since childhood, probably even before birth, it was in your blood, veins, etc. But can you tell a little bit about dance maybe during your childhood and when was that point when you start thinking about dance as a potential profession, career, job? Mm -hmm. Well, everything about the professional career happened by coincidence, but since I was a child, um, my family uh, are, were always fond of the black and white uh, Arabic movies from the 60s and the 50s. 
And at that time, you would always see a belly dance performance. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's related to the story of the movie itself, or it's just part of an entertainment in the middle. So sometimes the belly dancer, uh, the performer could have a role in the movie where she's acting, mm -hmm. or she could just be there to, for the performance and that's it. These movies being played in the, my home since I was five <laughs> on regular basis, like literally every time they would open the TV, they would scroll between channels. Oh, there's a black and white movie. Let's watch this one. I grew up actually memorizing the movies, the names of the actors, maybe even memorizing the lines of the actors and the actresses. Mm. Uh, from uh, Abdel Halim Hafiz, from Um uh, uh, Kalsoum, her songs, from uh, other movies from Ismail Yassin, Ahmad Ramzi, Rushdi Abaza, Shadia, Nagwa Fuad, all these beautiful stars from that time, I grew fond of them as a child. And I would see those dancers uh, performing their art and I would imitate them as a child, just seeing something that I enjoy and imitate them. Also, my dad is a big fan a big, huge fan for Umm Kalsoum and Abdel Halim. And he would play them constantly. So he would play them at home. And then when we would leave the home to go somewhere, he would play them in the car. <laughs> so also I grew up my ears very familiar with all the songs of Umm Kalsoum, uh, the famous ones and the non-famous ones. So I, I got attached so much to the music and the performance mm -hmm. as, as belly dance. And uh, he also was a great fond of them and he was a great lover to them. Um, uh, on the other side, my mom, she really likes this type of art. And whenever there was a family gathering where we're just ladies, they would turn on the music and, and come on, let's have fun, let's enjoy, let's dance. So I grew up in a family uh, encouraging this type of art, even if it's not as a performance, but as a part of our culture mm -hmm. okay and then it's fine I was just a kid and then when I grew up uh, I joined when I was like around 16 um, 15 16 I joined gyms just for to as a kind of sports to take care of my body to take care of my shape blah 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 and then I saw there were belly dancing classes and I was surprised and I was like I didn't know there were belly dancing classes mm. from before that every birthday that I would attend every gathering that I would attend. People would just push me inside in a circle. Come on, come on, show us what you got. Come on, show us what you got. And then people would be watching it. But I'm doing it in a normal way. You know, I'm doing it as a, as a, just a natural thing that I was born with. I'm not trained to do anything. I don't know what to do here. I just hear the music that I'm used to hearing mm -hmm. and just ex explore with my, ex uh, explain with my body, express with my body. And people would like it. And people would say, whoa, you're a good dancer. Whoa, great job, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I feel shy and flattered and, and that's it. It's just something that um, we do between girls. It's mm -hmm. fine. And then, um, so when I joined the gyms and I found there was a belly dance class, I was like, wow, there is a belly dance class. I need to join this. So I joined the classes and I started being more interested in teaching. Because I found that some women who are Egyptian, because at that time the classes I joined were here in Cairo, Egypt, 
So I joined and I found that not every girl or women, woman could imitate without receiving explanation. Mm. It's not like me. It's not like other girls who can copy what they see without going deeply into the the explanation and knowing which muscle to move, where to place your foot, where to place your hand. Maybe maybe it's because their families did not encourage this kind of art. Maybe because they're, they didn't see the, these movies, they didn't know about these performers. Maybe because any other reason, but it's just that they couldn't fully understand how to do this form mm-hmm. of art or sports, whatever in their case they would see, they would call it sports because they see it in a gym. So I started thinking, why not do classes that break down everything for these women? And this is what I started doing. So I had some friends around me, it's like, you dance very well, teach us what you do, teach us, make us do like as you do. So I started with very small groups from my, the circle around me, giving some classes. Um, and then and in 2019, uh, before that, actually, I, I took my first professional workshop with Ala Kushnir. And it was a surprise for me to know at this time, at this point, that, whoa, there is way more than what we actually see here in Egypt, or at least in my community. Mm-hmm. So I started to take classes with her. I started, I joined her workshop and I wanted more. I wanted more with her. And then I saw that she was teaching at a festival. So I followed this festival. And I started from the festival knowing that there are more teachers. From the, I already knew uh, Farida Fahmi and um, Mahmoud Rida and all the troupe. I already know them because I've seen their movies and I'm, I've been fond, fond of their art. Yeah. But I never knew where. Mm. I never knew the way. I would see them as stars, but I would never knew where to follow them, where to get info from them. And social media at that time was not that powerful and not that easy mm-hmm. to get the information, you know. So when I went to the festival, because I was following Alok Schneer, I when I saw the festival and I saw, oh my God, more teachers are coming from abroad to teach. And also Egyptian teachers from Rida Troop are teaching there at this festival. So I started to realized that there's a, a big world that I didn't know anything about and that belly dance has types. You have old classic, you have folklore, you have Belady, you have Saidi, you have blah, 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 blah. Before, it was just natural instinct. But after, it was professional. Mm-hmm. And this is when I knew, oh my God, I want to do this as a full-time. I fell in love with how vast the, the, the art is and of the opportunities that are existing inside of this big part of the life that I never knew it, it existed. Mm-hmm. And um, I started, also there was another part of it, the, the effect of the ladies whom I taught and the words I received from them. So it's, I, I realized that it's something, it's like an infinity. 
And as long as it looks like an infinity for me, so I want to keep going. Because it's an infinity because I'm receiving from the girls mm. so much love, so much support. And on the other hand, I'm not getting enough because it's a very big world. Mm -hmm. So up until this moment, I'm still not getting enough for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it always fascinates me um, how many worlds we have inside Baladin's world and how both different and sometimes maybe not disconnected, but uh, separated is uh, the worlds of two things. First, performing. When we think about, as a foreign ballet dancer, we see ballet dance in uh, festivals, on theater stages, uh, or like half students, like showcases at schools. And then we look in Cairo, or in general, like Middle and Near East, like what the ballet dance scene actually looks like. And it feels like two completely different things. And another thing that for me is fascinating discovery, like this summer, especially like in Cairo, that we often think like, oh yeah, Cairo is the base for ballet dance. It's where like uh, Egypt uh, is the source. It's a big scene for performers, uh, of performers here. It's a lot of dance festivals here. But as a foreign dancer, most dancers would think like, oh, but there are very limited opportunities to come to Cairo and take classes, you know, just regular classes in like some schools or like groups. It's only for festivals or going to the same teachers who teach at festivals to take private classes. And this summer I start discovering like, oh my God, there is so much more. And I'm so glad to, to meet you. Thanks to Shakrazad, yeah. <laughs> shout out to connect. <laughs> and like, I was at your classes like, oh my God, it's so interesting. And it's actual class. Not just like, you know, a patio or follow-up, it's actual class, like you were even doing choreography, uh, explaining the parts, the technique, and it's a regular people, it's not like a professional dancers or foreign dancers, like there were a couple of us happened to be due to Shakrazad who gave shout out, but there are, like, there are girls also who just like from here, like they are not foreigners, they are not potentially possibly thinking about it as a career, but they are there, they enjoy it, and it's a regular class, and uh, it is available, and it's the whole scene. Just like what you were mentioning about this uh, valid dance classes at gyms, uh, in Cairo, I was also lucky to attend one of the events like this, uh, and it's a completely like different, I don't know, energy, understanding vibe, and not what I was expecting. Yeah. I'm curious to come back to your beginning, when you were saying that you were dancing since childhood, imitating what you saw on TV, what you saw at the parties, but then at some point you saw announcement of a ballet dance class at the gym and you went there. Was it according to your expectations? Do you remember anything about that class? Or was it completely something different? You did not expect it to be like that? What was your impressions back then? Uh, it was a surprise because I found that there were techniques that I needed to learn. There was, um, I really enjoyed her because she was, she, I found that she was dancing in a very feminine yet professional way. She was not, she wasn't just ex expressing herself, but she was, she had a really very fine techniques. 
like the ones I used to watch when I was a kid. Mm. So I I saw a little bit of Sami Gamal, I saw a little bit of Tahir Karyoka, I saw a little bit of uh, Nagwa Fuad, I saw a little bit of Kiti with the flexibility. So the combination of everything together in one person, in one class, had me touched. And I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn all of this. So I, I started to be committed. I didn't even know that this existed. So for me, it was like, what? I want to learn this. I want to be able also to learn this to the extent that I could teach this. Mm-hmm. So I started, I decided that I will go in parallel. I will learn and also teach on the way. Teach for, for those who are below my level and want to be able to do um, belly dancing, even if just a small part. And I will continue to take classes myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I was so happy, but she was very strict, you know. She was very... She had this attitude of, like... Uh, usually in gyms, it's not a choreography class, it's not a technique class. It's a fun class, where the teacher just plays one song after the other and expresses herself in dancing, and you're just following the teacher. Mm-hmm. Maybe after some years now, it's the awareness is better, and some teachers started to understand that they need to break down the moves, they need to explain technique, because some of the girls will not be able to follow. Yes, we know, there is a saying that goes on that every Egyptian knows how to shake her hips, but it's not 100%. It's not every Egyptian woman. You will find some who are unable to do this, so you need to break down the moves. But she had this very vain attitude and she was very um, confident of herself while doing the art. And I was just mesmerized by all this. I just wanted to copy her. Hmm. But I didn't receive a lot of explaining, you know. You mentioned that it was like the, the ballet dance classes at gym, it's like a fun classes. Yes. But you also mentioned that that teacher was strict. So how her strictness was expressed <laughs> in terms of in terms of for example when you are when you have your when you have this attitude when you're dancing mm. you know for me as I, if you remember i told you i would dance in birthday parties women gathering so we were doing it happily and we're fun but she had this attitude of performance mm. do you know what i mean she's like She's separating like, herself, yes, like yes, you're the ex- student's audience and I'm like a performer. Oh, exactly. Well, well, other people maybe would not like that. For me, it was, wow. I felt her strength, you know, I felt mm-hmm. her strength as a, as a woman. So for me, it was enjoyable. I mm-hmm. didn't feel bad. Maybe I, I know, actually I know that other girls felt bad and they talked to me about giving classes because maybe I could be more... Connectable, soft, yes, more connectable, more soft, <laughs> blah blah blah. But for me, I didn't have on the opposite. I really enjoyed this attitude, and and from that time, I learned from this. Actually, I learned that you must have everything. Not must have everything, but you have to like understand different types and different styles of people. It's okay. It's okay to have this attitude if you're doing a fun class. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a teaching class, you need to be more 
connectable to the people. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, I learned that she does private courses and blah, blah, blah. So this is probably why she had this attitude uh-huh, in class. And sometimes you need to have this attitude when you're doing a sad song. Mm-hmm. So you need to have this, you need to have a vulnerable attitude when you're doing a strong song. I mean, in terms of the lyrics and the music, you need to have this strong attitude on stage. So these things I learned, I didn't even know. Mm. And when you start teaching, started teaching, you said that you were interested in trying to sort of uh, uh, break down and explain movements. But if you didn't learn it this way, was it easy for you to start trying to explain or break it? Did it come naturally or you had to, you know, like figure out, okay, but how can I explain this movement to someone else? Uh, I Look, that was a really long time. I don't remember how I did this before I learned this professionally. I really, right now, I don't even remember how did I used to do that without knowing the names of the moves, um, understanding the types of the rhythm, rhythms, uh, understanding the music. I don't even remember how my class was, but um, I'm sure it was breaking down the moves, but without saying their names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like I would, I would cut it in pieces without knowing that I'm cutting which move separately. Like I would be doing a hip drop and showing the position of the arms, the position of the legs, the position of blah, 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 but without knowing it's called a hip drop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, of course. I would, I would go and touch their body parts where they should move, mm-hmm. but without actually telling them you need to move the abdominal muscle, the blah, blah, blah muscle, you know, mm-hmm. From, mm-hmm. these, from these parts. So I would just break it down, but I don't really remember how is that long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just curious. Uh, do you remember your very first class in a gym that you taught? Uh, yes, uh, very nervous, uh, very scared. <laughs> um, people were happy that they could follow this is something that i really remember and a comment that continued until today Mm. then even that even though it was a fun class people managed to follow because in the middle i would explain some moves and while i'm doing the song i would focus on not more than six moves and would repeat in the song. Mm. So even they didn't get bored yet, they managed to follow because they was repeating only six moves in the song. This is how I started having the comment, very good class, she teaches well. Mm. Very good class, she teaches well. And this word, she teaches well, started attracting people mm-hmm. more to my class. So I guess this is how... We, start, we were talking earlier uh, about that, that you managed to teach people without them noticing that you're teaching them. <laughs> they think it's just a fun, dancing class, and then at the end they come out with some new knowledge or something new. <laughs> exactly, because uh, Egyptians get bored. 
I hope you already noticed this by living here in Egypt. We are not that patient. <laughs> really? <laughs> we, we don't like to wait. We're very active and we're very uh, hyperactive all the time mm -hmm. and energetic. And we want, the, we want the fun, we want the energy, we want the vibe. You're going to talk, make it short. You're going to explain, make it short. But like, we want to, you want to know more. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to keep going. We want the energy up high. So... I started to focus more on the queuing, like the directions in the queuing, like uh, right, left, mm -hmm. turn, down, up, mm -hmm. while I am dancing. So while I am performing the song, I'm queuing with my arms. I'm like doing signs to turn or like to go left, to go right, double, triple, whatever. Uh -huh. These signs help the ladies to understand and also be on the same page and follow you on the line. And to do this, you cannot dance freestyle in the class. You need to have choreography. And this was not common. Remember the class I told you, the first class I, I, uh, I joined? Mm -hmm. It was not a choreography. It was a freestyle class. The, my teacher, the, she was in class, she was dancing freestyle. But I started noticing after some time, I didn't have this from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Of course, at the beginning, when I first taught the first couple of classes, I would freestyle as well. But as I told you, with a limited number of Movement. movements. Mm -hmm. But then when the level of the students started going higher, I need to have more fun. I need to have surprise moves. But I need to prepare them for the surprise move. Mm -hmm. So I would use the queuing to make sure they are going on the same page and be ready for the surprise move in the song. They just come to the class to have fun. And they just see me dancing on the stage in the belly dance class. They don't know all the time I take to prepare these choreographies and uh, the way I will teach them. They don't know they are being taught. Mm -hmm. But after the class, they feel that they did something. And after the class, they tell me, oh my God, Passant, we loved your class. We could actually follow. The word we could actually follow, I hear a lot because they would go to other classes and they could not follow. Mm -hmm. The teacher is just, the dancer is just dancing one song after the other freestyling or even not freestyling even if it was a choreography but it's very fast it's a stage choreography it's a show choreography they cannot follow but the word oh my god we could actually follow this is this was my target so i was teaching them without them knowing <laughs> because if i if i turned off the music and started to explain this is not what they come for they came for because it's a gym class remember I should also add, for these classes, you actually come in belly dance costume. It's not like a Zumba workout or like belly dance workout. Like, yeah. no, you're actually doing one hour performance with makeup and costume. Yeah, we have this. We have this type. And then we have a normal fun class type where we dance normal belly dance workout clothes. Mm -hmm. And we have a teaching class or a course. So we have three types. The first one where you're talking about, about a party in the event. Oh, that one I don't teach at all. You at all. Dance. I perform. 
because the girls are coming, as you said, in belly dance costumes and everybody wants to show off. Mm -hmm. So that one is definitely done in costumes, full makeup, we're just dancing, we're having fun. Maybe I would do one or two of the songs that I used to teach in the class. So the girls would already have a background mm -hmm. and they would, feel, they would feel with me very happy that they're able to perform the song that they used to take in the class, but now in the costume and the makeup. So they would feel very, they would feel it's like an achievement for them. Mm -hmm. We are now professionally dancing. Yeah. Okay. The second type is the fun class I was just telling you about, mm -hmm. where I do the cueing, mm -hmm. but I'm still playing one song after the other. Mm -hmm. Maybe I will break down, maybe I will not break down. I will decrease the number of the moves in the choreography and do more cueing, but I'm still playing one song after the other. And the third type of the class is the teaching one like the choreography one, like the one that you attended? Yes, the one class that I so far attended already with you, it was just a little regular ballet dance class, like regular to me, to my understanding, of like you teaching choreography, breaking down sections, a connection to music, like meaning of the song, like where it came from, so like a regular class. But it was interesting to see like uh, this gym... Uh, party slash class uh, workout um, and um, it's interesting how big demand is for people here and um, I wonder in your opinion why why it became so attractive like is it actually very very common thing or is it a relatively new thing because i don't know when you were attending your first class at the gym was it the same way as what you see now on the scene how you you do these classes in the gym or is it something different like and evolved and how do people view it is it just like a party time or is it do they view it as a workout time for this ballet dance things in gym like different style like that's why yes. i'm calling them things because it can be different variations of what it can be there there are multiple reasons why women decide to join a belly dance class if they are not professionals and i think the benefit or like the mood they leave the class with is what brings them back and what makes it what made it actually popular than before. Mm. So that demand that you see right now existed because now people more people started to find out about these classes. Where when I started it was not popular because I knew about it by coincidence. Mm -hmm. But uh, now People at a very early age already know that if they join a uh, gym, there are higher chances to find the belly dance class. If not, that it's a must. Because people now going, girls now going to make a membership in a gym, they're going to hold a schedule like this and they're going to check the classes. And if they see that there isn't a belly dance class, they will ask, don't you have belly dance classes? And they're going to start comparing that other places are already having belly dance in the schedule. 
That's so interesting. But why? Why specifically they would go and check it in a gym? Because isn't belly dance like everywhere? You have belly dance at parties here. Like you belly dance on your own. Like what's the... I'm really curious, like, what's the point? Like, oh, I need to have a belly dance class at the gym. What, what, what's there? <laughs> because they found that if they're doing it at the parties, they're going to do it maybe once a month. But if they have it in a gym, they can do it on a regular basis, at least, at least once a year. Uh, one, sorry, <laughs> once a week. <laughs> <laughs> My God, they will kill me if it was once a year. <laughs> like, when I, when, I get, when I go on vacation or leave for one week, and I come back, the girls are like, we missed the class so much. How can you leave us so much without belly dancing when I go on vacation? How? How do you leave us so much? It touches their soul. Mm -hmm. There are multiple reasons. I'm going to tell you the reasons right now. But the most important one, it touches their soul. Yeah. You can connect to your inner beauty. You are literally connecting to your beauty when you're belly dancing. If your beauty was a person, you're connecting to this person. You're seeing how beautiful your arms can be, how amazing your body can work, how great your facial expressions is, how amazing your smile can add to your workout or like the way you're moving your body. You are enriching your soul with how you're shutting down whatever the hell is going on in your, your mind and you're just focusing on the music. Because you are a mirror, you want to be a mirror or a, or a translator of what you're hearing. Mm. So the connection to the soul is what brings the girls back and what makes them thirsty for this class. Besides the other benefits, it's the best workout for women because it has in the same class you're doing cardio, you're doing toning, you're doing intense, uh, intensified um, workouts for your body, you're doing balance, you're doing flexibility, you're doing so much more. If the class is performed correctly, mm -hmm. if it's really done by a good teacher, you must have all these elements and more inside one class. So it's an amazing workout for, for, for the body of the women. The figure eights that you're drawing in the belly dance gives you the best, ships for, uh, the best hips, the best shape of the hips when you're doing figure eights, when you're doing hip circles. You're toning the body. So it's for them, it's like, it's the best workout. I don't want to go on and lift weights. I don't want to go and run for an hour. I want to do belly dancing. It's, in, it's fun. And at the same time, I am, it's, a, it's a hard workout. It's the best mm. workout. So fitness is another reason. So the soul connection, the fitness. Also, they don't want to be clapping in the parties that you were talking about. So when they go to the party and the music is on, they don't want to be out of the circle clapping. No, they want to be in the circle performing a song and people clapping for them. So they also enjoy this stage or show feeling mm -hmm. and they want to be in the action. So they come to the classes because they know 
their level is going to improve. And then when there's a henna bachelorette party, which is one of the thing, things I also um, organize with my team. So when they go to this bachelorette party or henna, they're going to have some skills to show. So that's uh, a third reason. A fourth reason I would call, I would see it as a psychological one, is to get away from the stress of life, to get away from depression, overcome a situation, something that's happened to you in your life. Because in this hour, your mind is shut down. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not thinking about anything. It's just your body and the music and the teacher. And that's it. So it's a perfect getaway for anyone suffering from depression, uh, anxiety, going through hard times in their lives. Sometimes I have some students who encounter something like a loss of a family relative or something, or a recent breakup with their partner or something. And I tell them, do not stay at home, just dance. If you don't want to go out, it's fine. You can stay at home, but dance. Put on the music and dance. And it really helps when it's a sad song. Because then you are venting out your emotions. You're expressing the pain. You're letting out the pain of your feelings. It's getting out on this sad song. And you'll feel better after. Yeah, so true. So, all these reasons just make the girls miss the class so much. <laughs> and brings them back and actually makes me very sad every time I try to take a vacation. <laughs> 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 but yeah, because like, even my last big vacation, because I was getting married, I missed them so much. And even myself, I can't stay. I can't stay for a long time without without dancing, without doing the classes. And dancing alone is something, and giving the classes something else, mm-hmm. because it's like a, in the class between me and the and the girls, it's like a, an energy going, flowing from my from them to me and from me to them. Yeah. This exchange of energy for me is also is also something I. I need like food and water. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. This is fascinating because I am pretty sure you did not expect or planned from right from the beginning that belly dance will become your main full-time job. So what was your alternative career path that you were planning for yourself? <laughs> yeah, I, I graduated from Mr. Um, International University. Uh, it's a university here in Egypt an international university here in Egypt and uh, my major was uh, Alson which I am studying uh, in which I'm studying English language translation literature um, conference interpretation um, stuff like that uh, mm-hmm. literature and so on and um, I'm very fond of this uh, I liked it and I didn't want to let it go So when I graduated, I decided I'll do both careers. While I was in university, I was already working in some small jobs as a start for me to start exploring. Uh, I was working in a call center for, um, um, what's it called? Like um, 
phone, like a phone mm-hmm. company, phone mm-hmm. lines company in the UK. Mm-hmm. I was talking to foreigners over the phone and blah, blah, blah. But then when I graduated, I started uh, working in translation and journalism. So I, because I was also fond of writing. So I worked with El um, Ahram online. It's a very big uh, journalism entity here in Egypt. And I was working with them for some time. And then I shifted career to teaching. I started teaching English because also I was very fond of teaching. Mm-hmm. And then um, I shifted after it to working for an international company as a, an office manager for some time, but I didn't continue. And then I started working for a magazine. I was a content creator, a senior writer and editor. And then I became the project manager of the whole magazine. And then all that time, I was doing belly dance in parallel. Uh-huh. So it was a very, very hectic time of my life. <laughs> because I would wake up as a, an employee every day. From, I work from 9 to 5. And then after 5, I have one hour break. And then I'd start my classes at 6 because this is the peak. Because everybody finishes their work. The classes usually start from 6 to 9 every day. So it was, <laughs> it was crazy having two careers, but I was very happy and I enjoyed both. And I found, I was feeling that both of places were my home mm-hmm. and it was very hard for me to choose, very hard. So I just continued what I was doing until I had a small situation with my eyes and um, I, I, I was advised to relax with my eyes a little bit. I can't go on so many hours over the laptop. Mm. Also, it was a hectic job because I was, I was proofreading, editing, and all this requires so much attention and focus from the eyes. Okay. So I, I was advised to relax a little bit and have a break. And since then, I started to focus more on the belly dancing um, by coincidence mm-hmm. because this is the only thing I had now. So suddenly it started hitting me that I'm in a situation where I am unable to perform my first career. I can't do anything. So my only way now is to seize the opportunities that I have in hand, which are the belly dancing. And also at that time, uh, six months before this happens, I started the bachelorette henna business. Mm -hmm. So I was like already... It just happened to me naturally that I became more engaged with belly dancing and the henna parties and the bachelorette parties and having these amazing, organizing these amazing ladies-only parties where I did it in a very different way. So the people started to get more attracted also to the bachelorette henna parties because, remember, I had belly dancing as a big focus. So they liked this. Other parties or other event planners, yeah, they would event plan the same event, but belly dance would not be a big part of it. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. I highlight belly dance in the party where I bring the bright, professional belly dance costume. Mm. And I put a song for her and I make her a performance. Like I let her perform. And I would help her in this performance a little bit. We would play together sometime for the audience and the party. So that made the girls so much interested in, in the henna parties that we organize. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Also, I have an amazing team who does costumes, who does decor, decorations, and the DJ and everything. So I was so happy. And I felt it was just God's choice for me. They have to be more engaged here. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to keep path of both, but obviously my body was like, you can do both together. Uh, so I was like, okay, belly dance it is then. Mm. And how are you feeling now? Like, uh, are you feeling like happy, fulfilled? Is it easy to be a full-time ballet dance teacher, performer, and organizer in Cairo? It's it's uh, it's more work, of course, because you're you're it's you. Of course, you have to do more work when you're doing your own thing, because if you don't. The, because the you feel that every day you have to do work. The day that will pass without work is a zero beneficial day. But when you're working as an employee, you're not worried. You're not yeah. having any fears because you're stable. You just you just have to show up and that's it from nine to five. And that's it. Even if you're a hard worker employee, you want to improve things, which is, I, I am. I am this kind of person who is always want to prove themselves, who always wants to receive flatter from their manager. I am this person. I am a very nerd. I need to always receive positive feedback to make sure that I am going on the right track. I cannot be, I cannot just be regular. So yet, even if I'm doing more efforts, I'm still inside of the box, mm -hmm. do you know? But when you're on your own, when you're running your own business, when you're promoting for yourself, promoting for your classes, you're not inside of the box. There is a big world, there's a competition, there are changes every day, there are updates you have to be aware of, there are um, opportunities that you have to seize. So your mind doesn't take a rest. Even your eyes do. <laughs> your eyes do, but your mind never. It's <laughs> yeah, funny. Um, it's also interesting for me to discover that there is a whole world and potential, at least potential and demand to make this happen in terms of being a full-time dancer here, but you're teaching and you're basically working at gyms and ladies parties uh you're not doing any performances in you know like known venues like clubs and restaurants and it's fascinating how big you know like it's a whole different world of belly dance existing here in cairo that uh again maybe many people don't know and especially as a foreign dancer who actively pays attention to what's going on in Cairo and you still understand that you don't know about something and about you discover it. like new new layers and it's really interesting like uh, you know but um, your decision to focus mostly on uh, uh, teaching and like doing this gym and lettuce parties is it something that it's literally your main focus and interest or you feel like it's one of the stages and then maybe you'll in the future expand you know to something else <laughs> Uh, I, I really don't know. It's a question that I, I don't have the answer for yet, but, um, what I want to do is I want to grow with my, um, ladies only community to the extent that I would create 
a safe platform for ladies who wish to learn belly dance professionally but are unable because the society will not be giving them the same looks if they decided to perform in the local places or like the known places as mm -hmm. you mentioned one of the reasons for me um why i started why i'm performing as a ladies only performer like when someone calls me and they mistake me for a belly dancer like they say are you a belly dancer we have a wedding and we want you to perform i say i'm sorry i don't perform in the weddings but i perform in ladies only henna parties where i make sure that all the audience are ladies this is my safe zone to perform and express the mm -hmm. art that i like and enjoy and i wish to create this more opportunities for ladies who are like me who are talented and want to grow in this with this talent who want to achieve more and more but they have i want them to find this platform to do this so it's not only the gyms because in the gyms again it's just a class right at the end of the day it's a workout the people are coming for a workout and if i try to make things more strict more professional they will get bored because this is not what they want they don't yeah. care they will not be a belly dancer but i have a group of other ladies whom i know if they had the right platform i'm sure they were achieve they will achieve a lot they are amazing dancers they are my students i've seen them perform i've already created this space for them and i've seen the outcome they just need a safe place or a safe platform for them to perform this art so i'm i'm planning to make this ladies only community grow as much as possible now i have uh, the gym classes the parties that we organize in the gyms the ones that you mm -hmm. like the one that you attended mm -hmm. where we wear the costume and put the makeup and perform we have ladies only retreats where we travel to another place mm -hmm. and we perform belly dance like i've taken my girls to uh, dahab which is a very nice place in egypt and we we've rented a, a studio where i give a classes there in dahab and we would have this program full program where in the morning we'd have a stretching and a isolation belly dance class and then we would go to the sea and the beach and we would do belly dancing on the beach and then we would go, go back to eat and then after eating we would do a belly dance class in the studio and then after the studio we would change to go out but we went to another place where there was a dj so we were dancing together and having fun so and all the feedback that came from this trip, whoa, it changed me. Whoa, I found a connection with myself. I never thought I'd be that happy on that trip. After I came back, I realized how very happy I was on that trip. They managed, because it's a ladies only, comfortable, relaxed place, they managed to express themselves and they managed to connect with themselves through belly dancing. And on that trip, I made a day for a performance. And you don't know how I felt. I was crying. All throughout all the performances, all of them, I was crying. Because seeing how they started, because some of them couldn't 
couldn't yani couldn't own couldn't raise a, one arm like this so seeing them perform like that i was i was crying all the performance i was crying and also you see sometimes your style a little bit in the ladies so mm-hmm. you see this mix between their own style your style some moves new moves that they added blah 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 the way they expressed the music it was it was a moment that i would never forget i think mm. this day of the performance on this trip it was it was amazing yeah, yeah i was actually about to ask you about your uh, trip uh, like uh, the retreat one uh, because i saw a couple like announcements and posts and uh, thank you for sharing a little bit more are you planning to any new upcoming soon uh i'm uh, planning to do another one in uh, september hopefully september yes uh i want to go to the guna one i want to do another one in guna mm-hmm. and uh i want to do another one in dahab because another group of ladies want to do the same thing that we did so the good thing about dahab is that it's uh if you go on the right timing it will be not that crowded so you can enjoy some privacy like mm. some of the beaches that we went to with the girls had literally no one on the beach it was just us oh so it was it was really nice and private for us as ladies mm. you know especially the veiled ones you could just they would wear a bikini they would wear normal swimsuits they would feel free you know without uh, any male interference you know <laughs> No, no, for sure. And uh, good to know about the hub because I've been there very, very briefly and we're actually like looking forward to come back to the hub in September. So let me know if you're there. Yes. <laughs> and it's a beautiful place. And let's know, Neman, uh, I feel like international tourists. I know it's very international, but somehow to everyone who I talk to, they was also like, the hub? What? Where is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's very... Sharm el-Sheikh and Hergada are very, very famous. Yeah. But uh, Dahab is not that famous. Or it's only famous among divers. Mm, like, yes. especially who are... People are interested to do yeah. diving courses. They're, they know about Dahab because it has treasures. Treasures under the water. For sure. And not only water, the mountains. It's just... It's a beautiful place and it's just one hour away from Sharm el-Sheikh. Mm-hmm. I don't know why not more people know and go there specifically. It's yeah. a beautiful one. Well, enjoy upcoming tours there. I... Yeah. I uh, Hopefully you will join. You can join <laughs> next one. <laughs> I have a couple more questions and topics that I want to touch before we finish. <laughs> Um, I know you mentioned early in our conversation that you also had experience of attending ballet dance festivals in Cairo. And that's for most of our listeners who are mostly, not all, but mostly foreign dancers, that's what they know. Like, oh, Cairo, to go study ballet dance, it's usually festivals or private classes with teachers who live here, but mostly it's festivals. Uh, I'm curious about your impression when you went to... Validance festival to take a classes um did you find it different from what you saw before or what you expected from it or was it according to you know like expectations was it different similar to what have you been doing in the way you have been studying and the way you have been teaching at that moment i will tell you the difference can you imagine if you grow up and talking 
but you cannot write. And then all of a sudden, they take you to a school and you start to translate what you're saying into writings. Mm -hmm. This is how I felt. So I can dance naturally. It's my natural instinct. And I attended a couple of classes, but it's imitating. What the classes I attend, I was just following the, what I see. Again, the imitating skill. You were able to follow what you see mm-hmm. without breakdown. When I went to the festivals or workshops by foreigners, and uh, let me focus more in the festivals on the foreigners part. Mm. I figured that, as I told you, I started to learn myself new skills that I never thought I would, I no, not, not thought, I'm sure that I would have never acquired alone mm. in the festivals. And I realized that belly dance is very popular because I didn't know it's popular around the world. I'm serious. Like I never, you from two, two minutes ago, like a few minutes ago, you were telling me, oh my God, belly dance in Ukraine is a big thing. I didn't even know that. But when I joined the festivals, so many Ukrainian dancers and so many foreign dancers from different places of the world. Is it that popular there? I started searching and oh my God, they have belly dance schools. We don't even have a belly dance school in Egypt. We don't. We have, we don't. We have normal dancing schools, dancing studios, and not all of them have belly dance classes. Like gyms, yes, because they consider it a form of cardio. So they have it in the, in the, in the gym. But the dancing school, like, for example, I don't want to mention any names, but like a dancing school where, where you have ballet, salsa, Latin dancing, uh, other forms of dancing, the belly dance is not that popular. And they might not have as much students as other types of dancing. Why? Why is belly dance that popular abroad to the extent that they have belly dance schools, but not in Egypt, where it's the heart of the culture? Why? I'm still searching for the answer of this question myself. I don't know the reason. But to see that belly dance is so much appreciated abroad and you have stage performance. We don't even have stage performance here. We have performance of belly dance in the clubs, in the weddings. But you go to a theater. We don't have this anymore. We had, by the way, we had at that time. But now we don't even have that. Why? I don't know. So for me, going to the festivals, realizing that the world is fond of belly dancing. Wow. Wow. So many people interested in our culture. Wow. I want to teach you. I want to let you know. I want to, I want to let you know all about our point of view of belly dance. I want to, I want to show you. And I want to, I want to, I want to have this mix. I want to, I want you to come to my Egyptian classes. See how all these ladies are dancing. It's not just about the show thing. 
It's not limited to this. Belly dance is not limited to the show thing. It's something beyond. So going to the festival was a surprise for me. And now this is one side. Now the second side was the technicality level. This is something else. I realized that I need ballet classes. <laughs> I realized that I need to work more on my balance. I realized that I need to work more on my turns. I realized that I need to more work more on blah, 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 blah. Higher level. I realized in the festival. So, and that happened to help me improve my performance level. But it did not affect the part of the gyms. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course, it affected a little. They started shouting at me in the gyms. <laughs> yeah, they're like, percent every time you go to the festival, you come back, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Challenging them. Yeah, every time you go, your level goes like this and you come back and you're like, what, what, what's, what's going on? I mean, I tell them, even if I don't try naturally, when I get exposed to different styles from the world, I am going to feel more enthusiastic to challenge you because I want to raise your level as well. And another part, maybe you will you will hate me for this or like maybe I'm sorry to tell you this but I feel a little jealous I feel a little jealous if if you're so good as foreigners why can't we be so good mm. even if we're not going to be if even if we're not going to be performance even if these ladies are not going to do it on stage but if you are doing it with such technicality and at such a higher level why can't we, as normal Egyptian women, also learn to do it in this way? And the mix between the talent and the technicality. Do you understand? Yeah, but I think it's also... Um, it happens not only in ballet dance and not only in Egypt, but very often, you, as a person, you tend to focus on other cultures and not really focus much or um, how to say it, not even appreciate, because you, you may appreciate your mm -hmm. heritage, but like really be called to dive into it and research and like, you know, in this case, practice as a dance activity. Uh, and then it kind of becomes, I was thinking about that, like, oh, why belly dance becomes so popular outside of Egypt? And I think it's two factors. One is stereotypical, it feels exotic. So, you know, and it's not just belly dancing, it, anything that feels exotic, it drags attention. Oh, what's that? Regardless of stereotypes around the concept of being exotic in different places with different activities. But the truth is many, many of us came as a foreign dancer, I'm talking right now. Many of us came to belly dance class because it felt like it sounded, oh, what's that? Like, you know, it just has. And then once you get into it, it feels very natural it feels very relatable dance so you want to stay so even if you got there due to whatever stereotypes you had in your head the thing that makes you stay it's a very true and nature that you cannot really explain but you just feel comfortable in this dance it's a very universal dance 
and it became like so popular and yeah but it's interesting to see again like it's a different universe is what's happening in egypt and it's not like the baladins classes don't exist in egypt they do like just we talked but it's a different concept and different shape than what is happening outside of egypt <laughs> exactly it's like you are you're you are having it in the form the same way that you're having ballet you train and you rehearse for the performance and you have a performance and you have uh, for the kids from the younger age until they grow up it's the same here it's a different story yeah here you if you want to have your child uh, or your little girl join a belly dance class it will be uncommon yeah you know that's right but you probably started already working with uh, uh, foreign dancers as students. Mm -hmm. What do you see the main difference between uh, working with students from here, from Egypt, and uh, foreign mm -hmm. students? Uh, you are good receivers in terms of you really know when to put the receiving mood on in terms of you absorb very much what you see and what you do or what you attend in the class you absorb very much and um, you do not try to conflict between what you already know mm -hmm. so for example when you attend a class you do your best to shut down whatever you have before and receive from the teacher even if you have a conflicting opinion you will put it aside and try to understand more like i could say like open-minded mm -hmm. understand more what the teacher is giving with egyptians it's different because they already have an idea or they have a base or they already can dance so it's i it, it's very hectic for me to like wait i know the move that you want to do but the base is not like this you need to have whatever the base is so Simply, for example, the turns. You learn the turns from the ballet, the base. Egyptians, no. When they turn, they just turn because they want to turn. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit hard. And I told you, Egyptians are not patient. So they're not even patient with their own body. Like they want to learn now. Mm. Give me the move now. And I want it to show in my body now. No, you need to spend a number of hours working out on this move until your body adapts to it because your body is not used to doing this move. But no, they want it now. Give me the correct technique now to do it. Well, I wish this is a secret wish of all of us. Like, we want to do it immediately and <laughs> yes. now. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, you have to spend effort and you have to spend time. So this is, this is the difference that I found. But... I didn't like, but uh, for example, my students, my frequent one, you don't see it, see this anymore. Halas, they are, they are understanding of the idea. They learn fast, but they absorb very well the information. They spend time working out at home because they know they need to. So the ones who come regular basis with me who are already have been with me for over three, four years, they already know this, so they're fine. And 
actually I'm trying now some to take with me to the festivals because I want them to start also seeing what I saw. And I talk to them about the festivals and I, I show them the videos and I tell them I've learned this and I've learned that and I've seen this and I've seen that. I like this and I didn't like this. I try as much as I can to make them aware and explore with me mm-hmm. what's what's happening on the outside. But in terms of the difference, I, I don't really think that I I would see difference between teaching Egyptians and foreigners. Other than that, you're just patient. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That's a different perspective. Like, no, not about how we react in our body to dance, but more like uh, psychologically and mentally. Like, oh, we have a different uh, approach to learning process. Let's say mm-hmm. but, uh, different understandings or expectations. Uh, that's very interesting to hear. Maybe also it differs from one foreigner to the other because for you, you've been in Egypt for a long time. So when you attend a class, I would feel more of a connection with you than someone freshly coming from abroad. When it's someone freshly coming from abroad, the first thing that I would find and a thing that we need to break is the facial expressions. Mm. So this is one of the things that um, would find a difference with. The Egyptians have a natural facial expressions because, of course, they understand the lyrics, they understand the music, they are, everything is, they are in their comfort zone. As I said, they're born with it there they've been listening to this kind of music since they were kids so they don't have a problem with the music or the meanings of the words but for foreigners it's a little bit hard to um, do the gestures the facial Mm -hmm. sometimes in this in the song you need to be sad but you're smiling but you're supposed to be smiling but you're sad so these things are some of the differences I found, I find. Also, um, the energy, the power. Mm. Like, when, I, when we're doing the hip drops or the shakes, the shimmies, blah, 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 it's very strong. I don't know if it's the way our bodies are, are, are born with or, or what is it, I don't know. But the strength of the power if the dancer is not a professional or like she's not that experienced and she's a foreigner she'll have some type of weakness when she's performing mm-hmm. belly dance do you know what i mean especially with the accents okay not strong accents exactly strong okay. exactly she will be performing very good when it comes to figure eights when it comes to circles mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, maybe some flexibility is good but the power with the accents and the shimmies would be not as much as I would see in the Egyptian classes. <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, something interesting to think about and work on. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, we, we usually as a from what I from what I've seen, I've I've learned a lot from foreigners when it comes to uh, the turns, the arabesques, the um, um, the traveling moves in the floor but from us we're used to dancing in our places remember because we didn't grow up in the stage idea yeah. we grow up dancing in the circle mm-hmm. you don't really have much space in the circle mm-hmm. so you dance we are used to dancing in our places but you are used to like 
you're very good when it comes to using the whole space when people are watching. So this is something that I've always found interesting, how you're very good with the turns, with the arabesques, with the things like this. Yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. And on this note, I, by the way, want to ask, uh, so where can our listeners, which mostly, not all, but mostly will be foreign dancers, where they can follow your activities and maybe contact you for classes whenever they travel to Cairo, or maybe at some point you will uh, travel and give workshops, yeah, not only in Cairo, I not only in Egypt, <laughs> but worldwide. But um, for those who are coming to Cairo, because that does often happen, where can they follow uh, your activities? Do you have any favorite social media or any other source where you want to point our listeners to? <laughs> yes, I like my main social media contact would be my Instagram, which is uh, Passant, P-A-S-S-A-N-T. Uh, G-E-M-E-A-Y. Um, there's a picture of me in a black dress, so hopefully you can find me. <laughs> and uh, this is my uh, main focus platform right now, so you can you can follow me and uh, send me a DM for classes. And um, also, when you DM me, I will send you my WhatsApp number. You can WhatsApp me. Um, you think I can say my, uh, my uh, I can include link to your social media yes. in the notes to the podcast so all listeners can easily find it there mm -hmm. like Instagram I think it's very usable like you know like everyone uses the social media so they can text you there and then you'll take communication wherever From there, channels yes. are easier for you and I highly recommend whoever listens to us right now and whoever plans to come to Cairo highly recommend to Come visit your classes. I took so far only one, but I'm saying so far, I'm literally planning to come more <laughs> uh, and to see like different variations. And I'll just add this. Uh, in one hour during that class, you managed somehow to give almost six-minute choreography, which afterwards when I was looking at it, I was like, wait, was it six-minute choreography? Full one? From the beginning till the end? Like, what? How did that happen? Not, the po not that choreography is the point of the class, but I'm sure many dancers will understand why I, I put the note, like, what? How did that happen? So, wow, and very interesting. And it's interesting because for me it was... Um, even the movements that you use, they're all familiar, right? like, you know, like we all learn, it's considered the basics of belly dance, but the way you performed and the manner and the nuances of like little finishing, like the arms or like the head, the shoulder, or even the hips, it was all very, very interesting to observe and see, and you kind of look like, yeah, it's a basic one, I know it, but then I look at myself in the mirror and you look, like, but why does it look so different? <laughs> like, I'm doing it, and of course I know this movement, but it's still like there is, there is this magic of learning sometimes by observing, and the more you observe, the more you learn and pick up, so you may understand already which muscles you need to move to do a hip drop, but there is still a lot of learning that can happen just by doing this hip drop or whichever other movement with someone else, with some other teacher who does it slightly differently. All of the muscles are engaged the same way, but it's still different. So I had a really a lot of 
fun and a lot of pleasure attending the class and literally planning to come back. So highly recommend to everyone who listens. My pleasure. <laughs> and before I let you go and continue your day, uh, I would love to, first of all, thank you for your time. You're welcome. And for your agreement, your openness to participate and share with us your no. dance experience, dance story. It was such a great pleasure. And I like I know it's a long one, but the time passed very, very quickly. So thank you so much for this. You're welcome. My pleasure to have me in your podcast. <laughs> and just to finish off, I always ask at the end, we have a traditional question of the podcast, which is what makes you fall in love with ballet dance? again and again so you keep doing it for so many years my god that's a very hard question um, everything that i said is part of why i love belly dance from remember the part what i said about the energy going back and forth between me and my student the the special moments that i have with my students when she manages to do a move that she's been practicing for so many times. The, the thank you, the thanks that I get after a class because of how much they feel better. Um, me personally, what I feel while doing belly dance, it's healing. It's healing, it's healing. I remember myself before getting into this career, I'm a completely different person. First, I was more weighing more than that. I was around 80 kilos and uh, I lost around 20 to 23 kilos uh, from belly dancing. And my mentality changed. My acceptance of my body changed. The way I see myself, my personality, my confidence, leading my life, the way I lead my life has changed. I don't want to exaggerate, but I literally just found the reason why I was born and brought to this world. It's the effect I have on the women. This is what I want to keep doing. I want to have those smiles going on their faces for, for forever. I want to affect the people's lives like that forever. I want to be a small help to the people who are going to depression or to bad situation with their lives, even if it's a small help, but I, I want to be part of the healing process for them. F for me, belly dancing is bigger than anything in the world and I, I, I wouldn't give it up for anything. And I would keep talking for another an hour and a half about why I love belly dance. <laughs> Out. Yes. Maybe you just have to be with me to find an answer for that. Oh. <laughs> like you have to be with me for a long time to, to get an answer for that. Well, that's a good uh, topic for the interview part two at some point. <laughs> oh, it's a good topic, yes. Mm. And uh, I'm so glad that you managed to come to my class. And I hope that you can come more because there is okay. more to see. Um, and uh, hopefully also you can come to one of our bachelorette henna parties and see me perform to see the other side, <laughs> the performance side. And um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs>
This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, bringing more consistency and more fun into your dance training online. Check it out at yanadanceclub.com, direct link in the show notes. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, as well as leave a review on iTunes or any other app you're using to listen to the show. The more people know about this podcast, the easier it is for me to bring even more awesome guests. Until next time, keep shimming and keep dancing.